The Productive Woman, Episode 68. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you once again for joining me. In this episode, I'm going to talk about the lies we tell ourselves and maybe a little bit about how to counteract those lies. You'll find links and some additional information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 68. This episode is brought to you by lynda.com. You can get a free 10-day trial of lynda.com's outstanding video courses and tutorials by going to lynda.com slash tpw. I have been thinking lately about how and why we choose to pursue our dreams, to go after our goals, and, and the things that interfere with doing those things. And I think sometimes, often, we think we can't do those things. We can't pursue our dreams. We can't go after achieving the goals we set for ourselves. We can't make a life that matters. And it's because of lies that we tell ourselves. So I spent some time thinking about this. And, and you know, I mean, from a very personal perspective, the lies I tell myself and uh, I kind of came up with a list of some things that I think the, the stories we tell ourselves, the, the voices in our heads that interfere with us pursuing those things that matter and making that life that matters to us. And I wanted to talk about a few of those. And maybe the first one kind of will, will resonate with you and maybe it won't. But, I, you know, I turned 55 this year. And so... I have been tempted at various times with the first lie that comes to mind or that came to mind to me, and that's, I'm too old. You know, a lot of times I've heard other women have, I've had this conversation with women saying, you know, it's too late. I'm, I'm too old to do X, whatever X might be. But here's the thing. Personally, I went back to college when I was in my 30s and already had a bunch of kids. I started law school when I was 35 years old and had already been, already been married for a long time and had five children by that point. There are tons and tons of examples of people who achieved great things later in life. I, I literally found dozens of listings of these people simply by Googling women who achieved great things when they were old. So for encouragement, if you're feeling like, well, you you know, I'm just too old to do whatever this thing is that I want to do, try Googling that. A couple of examples, and I'll, I'll, you know, I'll put links in the show notes maybe for some of these articles that I found uh, that just were really encouraging to me. So just random, random uh, examples of women specifically who accomplished amazing things in their later years. A woman named Dorothy Davenhill Hirsch became the oldest person to visit the North Pole at age 89 in 2004. Uh, another one in... Um, a doctor, Layla or Lila Denmark, was still working as a pediatrician until her retirement 
in May 2001 at age 103. Uh, Gladys Burrell of Hawaii ran her first marathon at age 86, and she became the oldest woman to complete a marathon when she was 92. Uh, another woman, and this was encouraging to me because one of the things I've mentioned in the past, I've you know, I've, I've been working on writing a novel, and uh, you know, sometimes I get a little frustrated because I'm you know 55 and I still haven't published a book, haven't even finished the thing yet. But but I read that a, a lady named Bertha Wood had her first book book published on her hundredth birthday. And that book was based on her memoirs, which she began writing when she was 90 years old. Uh, Laura Ingalls Wilder, you know, she wrote the, the Little House on the Prairie series. She didn't publish her first book until she was 65 years old. And she still wrote 12 books in that series. Uh, we've all heard or, of, of the artist known as Grandma Moses. She didn't start painting. She didn't start painting until she was in her 70s. So, you know, there are just, those are a few examples that I found very quickly and very easily just by Googling. And I, I don't know about you, but I found that very, th those very encouraging uh, and very good evidence to use against the lie that we tell ourselves that I'm too old to do whatever, whatever I might be dreaming of doing. So uh, that's, that's lie number one. And again, these are in, in no particular order, just the order I kind of thought of them. Uh, on the other hand, lie number two that we tell ourselves, I'm too young. Uh, I have had those conversations from, with women who have said, well, I, you know, I can't, I can't go for this job or I can't go for that achievement. I can't try for this because I'm, I'm too young. I haven't, um, you know, I haven't lived long enough or whatever. And if that's, uh, what you're thinking, that you're not ready yet because you're too young for whatever you have in mind. There are lots of examples also of people who achieved great things while they were young. And I've only focused on women, but there are, you know, lots of men also who've accomplished amazing things when they were very young. Actress Tatum O'Neill won the Best Supporting Actress Oscar when she was 10 years old. You know, so she'd been acting before that. Um, Nadia Comaneci became the first athlete in Olympic history to achieve a perfect score of 10 and won three Olympic gold medals when she was 14 years old. So, you know, too young? I don't know about that. There's a, 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 a young woman that you may have heard about in the news because this is relatively recent, and I'm, I apologize if I'm not pronouncing the name right, but Malala Yousafzai, uh, she was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize at age 16 for her persistent efforts in speaking out for the rights of girls and women in her native Pakistan, advocating for the girls' rights to attend school and learn to read. 16 years old, she was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. So she could have easily said, well, I'm too young to make a difference in the world. Obviously, that's not true. Singer Janis Joplin made her first recording at age 25, and it grossed over a million dollars within a few months. And that, you know, that, that was back in a time when a million dollars was real money. J.K. Rowling was 25 years old when she came up with the idea for Harry Potter, which she finished then five years later. 
And uh, Democratic National Chairwoman Debbie Wasser Wasserman Schultz was elected as Florida's youngest ever female legislator at age 26. So it really, consider carefully if you are thinking of, of something you dream of doing or something you feel called to do, and you're, but you're hearing in your mind that you're too young to do it. That may be just a lie that you're telling yourself. Maybe other people are telling you that too, but it's not necessarily true. There are, as, as we've seen, many, many examples of women and girls who've accomplished amazing things at very young ages. Kind of related to the first lie is a, another version of it, uh, the third lie that I thought of, which is, well, I missed my opportunity. Or, uh, uh, you know, uh, another way of saying it is, I waited too long, or I didn't take the chance when I had it, and now it's too late. The truth is, we seldom have only one chance to accomplish the things we care about. There almost always is another opportunity, and just because we missed it or didn't realize the opportunity was there or we chickened out or the timing wasn't right doesn't mean that's the last chance ever. It would have been easy for me in my 30s to say, well, you know, I could have gone to law school, but I got married when I was 18 and, and you know, people don't go to law school when they're in their mid-30s. Well, of course they do, and I did, and so the opportunity had had not passed me by I still had my chance to do it and it it didn't matter that I had passed on it and made a different choice when I was younger so don't let yourself be dissuaded by that lie that well it's too late I waited I missed my opportunity another lie that we tell ourselves when we're um trying to, you know, thinking about the things that we want to accomplish is there's not enough time. You know, I don't have enough time to do this thing that I want to do. I don't have enough time to write a book. I don't have enough time to uh, practice tennis to, you know, become a competitive tennis player. I don't have time to start this business or this ministry or this foundation that I want to do. Uh, there's not enough time. Well, everything we talk about on The Productive Woman is about managing our lives in a way to make sure that we have the time we need, the energy we need, the whatever we need to accomplish what matters most. Um, that's what this podcast is about. It, it's true that for most of us, there, there's probably not enough time to do everything, but there is time enough to do the things that matter most. Again, that's what this podcast, that's what The Productive Woman is about. It's not about doing everything. It's not about doing more. It's not about getting more stuff done. It's about getting the right stuff done. Uh, now, it might require choices. There is truth in that. It might require us to say no to some good things, in order to create the time and the space and the energy to do the best things. But, but there is, to, to say that whatever that, that dream that's in your heart, that passion that you're kind of nurturing and maybe hiding from other people, um, to say there's not enough time to do it, 
is probably a lie. It's a question of what are the things you're doing with your time and are there things you could put aside and say no to to make time to do that thing that really matters most to you, whatever that might be. And maybe there's a, you know, you need to delay it for a while. You need to look realistically at the commitments you've taken on. But I really think, um, and I, I really do believe this, that when we tell ourselves there's not enough time to do, you know, whatever that thing is that we're dreaming about, we're really hiding from the real reason, which is probably fear or maybe one of the other lies that, you know, that we're talking about here. There is time enough. There can be time enough to do the things that matter most. Uh, And so don't believe that lie. Uh, Learn the skills, find people to work with, learn the processes to make the time to do the things that matter most to you. So that's uh, lie number four on the list that I came up with. The fifth lie is there's not enough money. Well, you know, money is a sensitive issue. Um, how do you how do you deal with uh, the situation where there's something that you want to accomplish or do with your life, but money's tight and and it's going to cost money to do it? Uh, well. It, to some extent, it's the same situation as with time. There can be ways to get money. There, you know, there's, there's plenty of money out there. The question is getting the money into your pocket to do the thing, that, the thing or things that you want to accomplish. And so there are things we can do if money is a necessity to do whatever it is we're dreaming of to 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 get that money that's necessary it may again it may call for making very very hard choices about the ways we're spending money and i don't want to i don't want to belittle or dismiss the situation that that you may be in where money is just incredibly tight and there is no extra money to be had and so maybe that's the situation you're in and and it may be that you need to wait uh, and save, you know, even if it's five cents a day, over time it adds up. It may not go as fast as we want it to, but it can be done. The other thing is to look into creative ways to finance the things that we want to do. If we can't cut our budget anymore, then look at other options in terms of barter, uh, in, in terms of, pers- uh, you know, being brave enough and bold enough to go to Uh, to people, maybe to invest in your idea or to become partners with you to do whatever that thing is. Uh, You know, so this, uh, to say that there's the idea that there's not enough money to do what you want to do or to live the life you want to live, to say that's a lie may be a stretch because it may be in your situation. Money is, as I've said, very, very tight and you have to be... um, real thoughtful about what you can and cannot do. But there are ways and, and, uh, of, of expanding your income, expanding what's available to you to pursue the things. At least take the time to think very carefully about what you're doing with the money and the resources that you do have and make sure 
that you're choosing wisely. In the coming year, in 2016, I do want to have, my hope is to have a person or two, a guest or two on the show at various times to talk about money and managing money and, you know, some of those sorts of things. That's not entirely what the productive woman is about, but money is an issue if we have things we want to accomplish that cost money, and I'm no expert in that. And so one of the things I have on my list for the coming year is to to have somebody uh, as a guest maybe a couple of different times over the course of the year to talk about ways we can uh, manage our money better and find sources or creative ways of uh, of getting the resources we need to accomplish the things we want to do. So that was number five. Line number six, well, it'll take too long. I can't, there's no point in even trying to do whatever X is because it's just going to take too long. And I thought about this. uh, There was a time a few years ago, and it was kind of after what happened with 9-11 here in the United States, and I was kind of went through a little bit of a crisis uh, internally about being a lawyer and not, which seemed useless to people that were hurt. And that, you know, when I was watching, uh, the, the hospitals and, and the things that were happening and I thought I should have, I should have been a doctor instead of a lawyer. <laughs> you know, this was, I think it was just an emotional reaction, but at the time I thought, well, you know, if I start medical school now, I'll be, I forget what it was, but X years old by the time I finish, so that's too old, so I might as well quit. Well, the, and the same thing if you want to write a book or if you want to train for a marathon or whatever you want to do, it'd be real easy to say, oh, it's going to take too long to prepare, and by the time it happens, I'll be, you know, whatever age I'll be then. Well, the fact is you're going to be that old in that many years anyway. The only question is whether having reached that age, you will have accomplished your dream or at least made progress toward it, or will you simply be wishing you had tried, looking back uh, and and feeling some regret over that? So I think so often we let ourselves get overwhelmed by the amount of time it might take to prepare to do something that we want to do, instead of saying, all right, you know, kind of like we've talked about in past episodes about... Um, uh, planning projects or whatever, break it down into the little pieces. Maybe it's going to take a year or two years or however long it's going to take, but you don't do it all at once. You can at least take a step in the direction and just uh, persistently work toward it. Um, And I, you know, I found some examples, one example in particular that I just thought was so, um, I don't know, just so inspiring. A woman named Nola Osh, it's spelled O-C-H-S, and I'll, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes because this is just such a good article. She became the world's oldest college graduate at age 95. And there's this whole story so inspiring of what, how she did this, that she was born in 1911, Um, She took her first college class in 1930, and then she and her husband raised four sons on this family farm, and later on, uh, when her husband, uh, after they'd been married 39 years, 
uh, her husband died in 1972, and so she went back and started taking another college cl class and another one and another one. And uh, this whole story of this process that she took uh, to get her college degree at age 95. So, you know, talk about something taking too long or talk about having waited too long and missed, um, missed the opportunity. I just found Nola's story so inspiring and I encourage you to check out the link. Uh, so among this article that I read about her, uh, I think it says that among her other accomplishments, she was named the 2007 Kansas Woman Leader of the Year and was given her diploma by the governor of Kansas at the time. She was, there were features about her aired on all sorts of TV news shows and even got to appear on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno a week after she graduated. Uh, so she's done a bunch of other things. And then after she had finished that at age 95, y'all. Um, she went on and started pursuing her master's degree and got her master's degree in 2010. So at 98, then she was the oldest recipient of a master's degree. Did it take a long time? Absolutely. I think she would say it's worth it, you know? So there you go. Uh, she sort of, her story gives a, a little less credence to the idea that something taking too long means you shouldn't try. Um, that was number six. Number seven, the, the number seven lie that we tell ourselves is, well, I'm not talented enough to do, you know, whatever this thing is I want to do. And the truth is that talent matters in a lot of things, but so does hard work. Um, it's very, I, I did some reading on this, some really interesting articles that I found, and, and the basic conclusion is it's very rare to find people that have both a natural ability, a natural talent, and a willingness to work hard. So there was a study published in 2011 that says this, and I'm quoting from this, the, the, story, the article, even if you weren't born with genius in your genes, you can outperform the smartest of individuals as long as you work hard and, and they don't. Um, and so not to dismiss the value of talent and looking at what you're good at naturally and what capabilities you have, but to say uh, you're not talented enough to do something may or may not be true. And the study, the article about this study in, in, uh, was published in Psychology Today, the article that I read, said that it's, it's better, uh, well, they asked this question, is it better to be hardworking with modest talents or smart but lazy? The answer is cut and dried, hard work wins out. So you can level the playing field a little bit simply by will, being willing to work very, very hard and continue to develop your skills and your abilities. I, I've, you may have seen an article that actor Will Smith, or not an article, but the, he, he's been interviewed many times, and he talks about this, that, that he says he's not the most talented uh, actor out there, but he will, work, he will outwork anybody on the set. And 
I, I, I found that article kind of encouraging and inspiring. I'll, I'll put a link to one of the YouTube videos that I watched where he talks about that. So if you're feeling like, well, I'm not talented enough, whether it's artistic ability or intellectual ability or athletic or whatever, consider what Will Smith has to say and some of these other people that you can balance that out with, with a willingness to work really, really hard. Line number eight, we tell ourselves is, well, it just shouldn't be this hard. You know, sometimes we think, well, if something is meant to be, it should just happen. Or on the other hand, if we have to work this hard, we just, we must not have what it takes. And that's simply not true. The things that matter most of all take a lot of hard work. And the people who've been the most successful have failed time after time after time. There's so many stories about people that we think of as being incredibly successful and brilliant and accomplished. And the stories they tell are about repeated failures. And, and one of the, it seems that one of the keys to being successful in any endeavor is the willingness to fail and then get up and start and try again. So I, um, I just think that's a lie that we tell ourselves that, you know, and I think the reason we, we have that conversation with ourselves maybe is just because we get tired. You know, when you're plugging along and you're trying so hard to accomplish something, whether it's, you know, raising good kids or, or going to school or building a business or whatever, and, and it's hard sometimes and we get tired and we get discouraged and it's easy at that point to say, maybe it's just not meant to be. I've been there so many times, certainly with respect to writing. Uh, I've, I have felt like if, if I'm struggling so hard, maybe I just don't have the ability. You know, we go back to that thing of, well, maybe I'm just not talented enough. But the fact is, things that matter take hard work and we need to be okay with that and encourage each other in that. Lie number nine that we often tell ourselves when we're um, considering going out on a limb or trying something kind of uh, bold or audacious or just even if it's not so bold or audacious, just this thing that we've dreamed about, the, the lie is, well, people will laugh or they'll think it's dumb or they'll, they'll think I'm full of myself. And I've said in the past that that lie that I told myself prevented me from launching this podcast for months because I was so terrified of what people would think or that people would think it's a dumb idea or that I have no business talking about these things. But the fact is, you know, realistically, most people really aren't paying attention to what we're doing because they're just trying to figure out their own lives I, I don't remember who, who it is that said that most of us would worry a lot less about what other people think of us if we realized how seldom they do. And, and there's so much truth in that. I, I remember the first time I um, went to a gym to work out, and I was so self-conscious, and I thought, people are going to look at me because I was overweight, and I was this older woman, and, and I thought, everybody's going to be looking at me and... and thinking, well, this is just dumb. Why is she even coming in here? 
And I get in there and I realize, you know what? Nobody's looking at me. They're just trying to survive whatever their workout is. Everybody's doing their thing. And very few people really are looking around to see what you're doing and mock, mock it. And the fact is, the truth is that the people who love you will support you in whatever this thing is that you want to accomplish. And the people who don't support you don't matter, or, or at least their opinions don't matter. And we need, as women, I think, maybe it's just me, you know, so if it's, this doesn't apply to you, you can just dismiss it. But I think, I know for me and a lot of other people I talk to, we just really need to learn to be okay and not worry about what other people are going to think of what we, whatever it is we're doing or the way we're doing it uh, and not let this lie that everybody's just waiting to mock us or think how dumb we are stop us from pursuing the things that we care about. And the last one that I came up with, the last, the, the lie that we tell ourselves is, well, I'll do it later, you know, and we keep putting it off. And the problem is that later might not come. Uh, we don't know how many days we have left on this earth. And it, I think it, it's important for each one of us to really think about how we're spending our time, what things are we filling our, our days and our hours and our minutes with, and are we filling them up with things that don't matter to us as much and putting off doing the things that matter the most to us. Now understand there is a difference between this kind of stalling that we sometimes do, maybe for one of the other reasons, because we're afraid or worried or whatever. There's a difference between that and, and the idea that we've talked about in the past that, you know, we don't have to do everything at once. It is reasonable to limit the number of things that we're pursuing at any given time where it's reasonable to have priorities and think about what we're going to do when. And, and so we should choose those priorities and pursue the things that are, are important and are, have priority now and set some things aside to pursue later. It's about being thoughtful. It's about choosing and not letting life just roll over us and and, you know, come to the end of our life and look back and think, you know what, I didn't make any decisions, I just let it all happen. So if there is a dream or a goal or something that keeps haunting you, but you keep putting it off, think about why. Are you truly purposefully managing your time, making decisions about what you'll pursue now and what you'll wait for a different time in your life? Or are you stalling because that thing that is haunting you, that it keeps coming back to mind, whatever it might be, scares you? Uh, I, you know, and, and I say you, but I'm talking to myself here. There are things that I dream of, things that I would like to accomplish that it's easy to put them off because it's overwhelming or it's scary or I'm not sure I can do it. But, you know, you, you have to think about, well, when I come to the end of my life, what do I want to be able to say about the way I lived it? 
So, you know, those are, as I've said, these are 10, 10 things that I kind of call the lies that we tell ourselves, that I'm too old or I'm too young or I waited too long and missed my opportunity or there's not enough time, there's not enough money or it's going to take too long or I'm not talented enough or it shouldn't be this hard or people are going to make fun of me or I'll do it later. So how do you counter lies? Well, with the truth. And so some things that I thought of in, in, you know, to apply to my own life, and maybe these will be of a little bit of help for you. Number one, remind yourself of the truth daily, that you are, you have what it takes to, or you can, you have, or you can get what it takes to accomplish the things that really matter to you. Maybe you don't have the skills you need now, but you can learn them and you can find somebody to come alongside and mentor you or, you know, whatever it is. So remind yourself of the truth. For me, having encouraging quotes and, you know, as goofy as it sounds, Facebook seems to be an amazingly good place for me to find these things that really inspire and encourage me. I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm just tuned in or something, but it seems like when I'm really struggling with something is when I'll be, you know, scrolling through my news feed on Facebook and find one of the one or more of those, you know, quote things that people put up there that is just exactly on point and exactly what I needed to hear at that moment to counteract a lie that I'm telling myself. And I try to remember to save those things. I post them on my profile or I print them out or I save them and go back where I look at them. So when friends, um, or friends who share good quotes or scriptures or whatever encourages you, rehearse those things with yourself and remind yourself of those truths to counteract the lies that maybe you tell yourself. Number two is to surround yourself with people who build you up. If there are people in your life who are who are feeding you the negative the about yourself or about your dream, Maybe you need to distance yourself from those people and find that even if it's just one person who believes in you or who's positive and encouraging and surround yourself with those kind of people. A third thing that, that I find helpful in kind of silencing those voices that discourage me is to read books that encourage or build, build you up. And right now, I happen to be reading Elizabeth Gilbert's new book, Big Magic, which, you know, it's kind of timely for me. The subtitle of that book is Creative Living Beyond Fear. And it was so funny because I started reading it uh, after I had started outlining this episode and coming up with my list of the lies that we tell ourselves. And the early on in the book, there's a whole list of those sorts of things, those voices in the head that, that tell, tell us lies and discourage us. So it was a real timely discovery for me. And find books like that that can help, help you um, turn your thinking towards the possibilities instead of the difficulties. So those were just a couple of things that I thought of that are helpful to me and maybe will help you as well. So what do you think? Do you, do any of these lies, uh, uh, you know, are any of these things that, the, that you hear in your head? I, I hope, I, I hope it's not just me that, um, 
And if, if these are things you struggle with, what do you do to counteract it? Can you offer some, some suggestions of ways to counteract those lies and get past the discouragement to move forward on the things that you dream about and, and, and want to accomplish? I'd love to hear from you on this. So uh, please feel free to, to share your questions, your comments, a couple of different ways you can do that. You can comment on the show notes at theproductivewoman.com slash 68 and just scroll down to, to where the comments are. Or you can post a, a comment, a question, a suggestion on the Productive Woman's Facebook page. As always, if you would like to talk about this with me Privately, you can email your questions or comments or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, or you can leave a voice message uh, either on the, the website or the Facebook page. Just click on the button. So I, I hope to hear from you about this or about anything else, any other kind of feedback about the show. If you enjoy The Productive Woman, I, I, there are a couple of things you can do to help support the show and, and help uh, make it more available, help other people find it. First of all, tell a friend. If you have friends who, who you think might enjoy the show, let them know how to find us. And the other thing you can do is to leave a review of the show in iTunes or in Stitcher. As I've said before, that, that does a couple of things. Because of the way, for instance, iTunes works, uh, the more ratings and reviews a show gets, the more they, they the iTunes powers that be, uh, think that it's a worthwhile show and it, they make it visible to more people. And even more important to me, I, I just really value your feedback. So you can rate and review the show. Just a, a couple of sentences is awesome. Uh, there will be links in the show notes. There's links on the website, but you can also just go to theproductivewoman.com slash iTunes or slash Stitcher, if that's where you listen. And that'll take you right to the place where you can uh, leave a review. I want to thank a couple of people who've left reviews in iTunes recently. Uh, someone, uh, Wake Up Your Why from the U United States recently left a, a, a five-star rating and said, easy listening, relevant, and quality content. Don't let the title fool you. I'm a guy, and this is information that's so helpful for me. And Rural Vic Chick from Australia recently said, uh, she, she called it amazing and powerful, and she says, can I just say thank you? I'm in a small company that is recently downsized, so I'm wearing many hats at work a mom of an autistic son, and managing a household. On a day I'm feeling flat, I listen to you, and things just seem to get done while I'm listening. You've given me many amazing ideas, and I'm incredibly grateful to you for your suggestions. Um, thank you so much to both of you for those reviews. Really very encouraging to me, and I appreciate it more than I can say. I want to uh, give a shout out to some new listeners, um, Tina and Lainey and Julie and Krista, among others, who recently found The Productive Woman because of my um, guest visit to Jeff Sanders' 5 a.m. Miracle podcast. 
And they took the time to say hello, either on the Facebook page or via email, which I very much appreciate. I just love hearing from you guys. So thank you. Thank you also to Mandy, Corinne, and Tanya for some really interesting conversations on the Productive Woman's Facebook page. Uh, like I said, I, I really enjoy interacting with you and lo love hearing from you. So thank you. A couple quick reminders. I, I would love to be available to help by speaking at your event. If you have a woman's group or a retreat, business teams, or, you know, just anything like that, that might be interested in talking about how to be more productive, how to manage our time, life, stress, and so on, and, and make a life that matters. I, I'd love to do that. So send me an email at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, or you can call me at 972-638-0308. Let me know what your needs are, and let's uh, see if I can help out. If you haven't picked up your free copy of my project planning template, remember that's still available at theproductivewoman.com slash project. So feel free to, you know, go there and download it. There's no charge. And if you haven't uh, responded to the listener survey, I, I would uh, encourage you to do that. Uh, that's at theproductivewoman.com slash survey. And there are links to all of these in the show notes, so you can just go there. Speaking of which, thank you once again to Emily for um, helping put the show notes together. She's the co-host of Classy Little Podcast, which is a lot of fun. Check that out at classylittlepodcast.com. Before we wrap up, I do want to say thank you uh, to our sponsor, lynda.com. And lynda.com is the place to go for some really amazingly high-quality video tutorials on just about any subject you can think of. They have over 3,000 courses. They're taught by industry experts, and they add more every week. And these courses just cover every topic, every kind of skill level that you can imagine, including tutorials on, you know, I was looking today, some, some great ones on project management, on computer skills, social media marketing, filmmaking and photography, almost any software program you can think of. For instance, when, when Microsoft comes out with a new version of the Office Suite, Linda almost immediately has tutorials to help you figure out how it all works. They have 145 different video tutorials just in the productivity category. So there's something there for every, everybody, any kind of business, anything. And subscribers to lynda.com get access to their entire library for just one low monthly price. You don't pay per uh, tutorial. You just pay a monthly subscription price and you can watch as many of those tutorials as you want to. The Productive Woman listeners can get a free 10-day trial by going to lynda.com slash tpw. And that's lynda is L-Y-N-D-A, lynda.com slash tpw. And during that free trial period, you will, again, get free, unlimited access to everything they've got uh, in their library. So check it out. Give it a try. Go to lynda.com slash tpw. And let me know what you think when you, after you've checked them out. Thank you so much to lynda.com for supporting The Productive Woman. And that is it, my friends, for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you. Thank you for spending this time with me. I hope something in this episode was helpful to you. 
I am uh, eagerly waiting to hear from you. So, you know, check in with me. Let me know what you think. I look forward to talking with you again soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.